So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try and then select take our quiz. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. Thank you for joining us on another Tuesday. Tasha, how you been, girl? Hey, I'm doing well. Still kicking over here in the city. How about you? Oh, I'm great. I have been traveling. I am finally home in California from Minnesota, and it feels so good. I've been reunited with the baby with Minnow, so things are going well. Uh, I feel like... (laughs) Each week, every time Monday rolls around, something wild goes down. But I will say this week, it it was a little wild, but not as crazy as we've seen in normal episodes. Um, Yeah, it it was a lot. But like, I feel like we're finally kind of like getting into the standard a little bit more calm, if you will, for this season. But I feel like that's all about to change. Well, I feel like the feelings are starting to really start to come out and show and the tough there's going to be some tough decisions coming up soon, obviously, you saw with Connor. But there's mm-hmm. so much happened. Franco, drag queens, Jason and Caitlin are on the episode. Mm-hmm. So much went down. So we have a lot to talk about. Yes, let's get into it. Um, I just have to first say, I, Tasha, when I was bachelorette, they, before, I, before we started filming, they asked me, what kind of dates would you want? And the yes. only date I said that I really wanted was something with drag queens because I grew up watching drag shows and RuPaul's Drag Race. And it just, I, 
just love it. I feel like it's such an art form and it's just fun. It would be such a good date. And then didn't get it on my season. And then Hannah Brown got it. And now Katie got it. And I'm just like, gosh, dang it. This is all I've ever wanted. Well, it skipped me too. Okay. Yeah. It skipped me too. I didn't, can you imagine if we had a drag race out in Palm Springs? I mean, hello. Listen. Perfect place to do it. Perfect place to do it. But also, I can't even imagine how it, it's hot enough in Palm Springs. But then to throw in all of the gowns and the wigs and the glitter, the, like the makeup and the makeup, it. it just it might have been a lot. It might have been a lot. But it would have been so much fun. But it was honestly such a joy watching last night back and seeing Monet and Shay just. I feel like they just thrived around the men. It was just so pleasant. Um, you know, <laughs> I do love uh, do love a good shade session uh, when the library is open. Oh, we all know reading is, reading is fundamental. And I, I, I <laughs> wish the men would have actually gone at each other a little bit more. A I lot know. More. It's so a funny because they open up the door to be like, okay, lay it on us. This is the shade room. How do you really feel? And the guys were so timid. And I'm not trying mm -hmm. to say like, let's like, like talk trash about everybody in the house but they have a lot of opinions they have not been shy of their opinions the entire season but all of a sudden when they have a mic to their face mm -hmm. and being like okay like, tell me how you really feel they were like so the roses are red the violets are blue i love katie and how about you do you want to marry me too? yeah exactly <laughs> so it's just like wait what i thought that we would start braiding each other's hair at some point so it was i thought it was really fun date to spice it up and change it up and I mean, I'm kind of sad that they didn't just come knocking on my door after the day because I would have loved to hang out mm -hmm. with them. But um, it was an interesting date. I felt like it was very awkward oh, at times. Yeah. Like, it, it was. Katie was uncomfortable. Yes. It felt like, kind of playing to your point, at first it started off very roses and we're gonna yes. be nice and do poems and then but they skipped the whole point of the date they skipped the actual Entirely. shade and they weren't reading each other it was more just like okay hunter you said right. this and you're doing this and then it wasn't even comedic like it like if i was katie i would have been like i wanted to be more of a roast like let's have fun here and yeah. it turned into something vastly different which i don't think anyone was expecting on clear season there was a roast and it was actually like a really funny like they went in on each other but like in a classy way still and like mm -hmm. it was comical this was far from comical yes far well speaking of comedy there was something that yeah. we totally bypassed at the top of the episode that we have to oh, actually cover too because i oh boy found this so enjoyable and that is <laughs> operation woo woo and for those, for anyone asking what woo woo stands for, I I might get bleeped out just like the show did. But what is it? Go ahead. Week off, whack off. Correct. Correct. Week off correct. of whacking off. Um. <laughs> so when Katie threw this out there, first of all, I think my favorite part was you and Caitlin's reaction because you were both like, "Oh, no more skincare." Yeah. Like, oh, oh, so you don't want them to shave. Yeah. Like you don't want them to like put lotion on their bodies like before they see you. Like, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> no self care. Like no I was -care. very self love. Confused. Like self love. If don't you, will. you want them to smell good? Like you want them to put cologne on. Mm -hmm. Like I promise you, you want them to do their hair. <laughs> um. Yeah. The, Katie had a very different idea in mind, and 
It was so funny because I actually wish that they would have showed like how long it took for us to actually understand what she was saying and like for her to like get it out because we were like, oh, you want what? And we were just like, okay, like we're still not grasping it. And she's like, girl, she finally told us like, they're not allowed to whack off. Okay. And I'm like, oh my God. And you heard me say my Jesus ears. But it's just so funny because it was just like, that's what you're thinking about right now? Like, that's the last thing on my mind. Although it is a funny concept to start thinking about now that I think about it. It's such a good concept because I don't think people realize when you're filming, I mean, you're gone for up to two plus months, right? Right. Realistically, you, besides a makeout session with the lead, like you don't you you like really aren't hooking up with anyone like and, and i think for men especially like especially if they're not used to that it's kind of like this yeah. weird environment where you're like okay i need alone time i'm an adult here but yeah just- but like for me I, it's just so funny because i guess like they are literally sitting in their rooms doing nothing so boys are just they just need to get hobbies okay go read a damn book okay we really like you know well-spoken men so maybe you should spend time doing that i don't know but i loved how we learned real quick uh who kind of this would be difficult for obviously apparently oh blake gosh. takes super long showers all the time that was so was funny. this something you knew about him on your season are you kidding? No. Well, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, granted, I mean, Blake was the one that like. Didn't he make a penis sculpture? Out of yeah, clay? he formed a penis with clay. I mean, I mean, people did a heart. I did a rose. Someone did a pizza. He did a penis. Like, obviously, that should just like kind of give you an idea of where Blake's mind goes a lot of the time, which is comical. But like. Yeah, I'm not really surprised that he was probably in the house, mind you, for about like four days, and the guys already mm-hmm. picked up on this. So, Blake, it's Blake's, interesting. Blake's got a theme. Honestly, I will say though, it kind of his energy and just like how open with the sexuality he is matches Katie. So I feel I could see why it really does. It would work mm-hmm. out. Like we're, you know, obviously we sat later on when he went to surprise her, just like that passion and that chemistry. So I feel like they're a good fit for each other. Um, I mean, (laughs) so kudos to Katie or producers, whoever thought of that concept. I thought it was that was Katie. That was was all Katie. Good Mm -hmm. for her. I loved it. All Katie. Also, I will say this. And I talked about Katie a little bit last week. I just have like how in awe I am of her when she handles certain situations and conversations. She gets prettier to me episode by episode and not to like fixate on somebody's beauty. But I feel like as she gains her footing and just becomes more confident and comfortable with the men. She just seems like she's changing. Yeah. Um, and it's really a fun, beautiful thing to watch. I think she's just gaining like more confidence in the situation. I mean, you're walking into a room with 30 men. Mm-hmm. And as much as like they are all there for you, it's kind of a little intimidating at some point. Like, oh, yeah. You kind of get on yourself like, do they really find me attractive? Like, Am I enough for these guys? Like, I need to do this or that, or this or that. And like, I think she just became more comfortable with, you know, just the unconventional process. And mm-hmm. she just became more herself. And like, you literally see it week to week to week. Yeah. You are right. She does get prettier to me in a way of like, you're just owning who you are even more than you were before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's a really cool transformation to watch. It is. She also, I've noticed every time she walks into the room, 
Chose goes, hello. She has. Yes, she does. It's always the hello. Like We all have our taglines and our things that we say. It's so funny. And so now when I think of Katie, I just think of hello. Hello. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to have her on next and, and she better enter the podcast that way. Um, she will. She will. Or she'll go, hello, ladies. Hello, That's what she ladies. used to say to Caitlin and I. Yeah, she's um, she's she's great. Um, One other thing that we saw that hasn't. I think happened in a while, but she did send somebody home during a one-on-one <laughs> date and didn't even make it to the dinner portion. So obviously we saw Connor who, I mean, I think most people thought he was a front runner since day one. Like they, when he came yeah. out of the limo in that cat costume and it had all of his puns and his one liners, they seemed to really click. And so I didn't expect Connor to go home in the fashion that he did. It was very gut-wrenching to watch though like she was still so invested and i think wanted it to be there with him because i think she was even shocked at the i I guess how it all transpired and how he you know went home before the dinner portion but yeah connor i mean he i had a soft spot in my heart for connor to be honest i did too i mean i feel like he just is as genuine as they come like he was genuinely interested in her he was like i got like I'm dating the girl like mm-hmm. he was just like in awe of her mm-hmm. um but also just wanted to be that person for her and I it's it sucks because he, he he even said like to go from like what we started at to now this like it, it's really sad mm-hmm. um but I also just feel like this is kind of like that week that things start to get a little bit harder for the bachelor and bachelorette is just because there are relationships forming and mm-hmm. you clearly are starting to see like if there is that spark, if there's not, you connect on this level with these people and you are starting to, I hate to say it, but like compare in a way, not mm-hmm. people, but like your connection. Yeah. And um, it's just, I'm glad she did it when she did, because I think he was just growing more and more and more invested. And I think leading him on to even like the rose ceremony, I think he deserved like the respect of being sent home, like on a one-on-one so she could actually talk to him as opposed to being like, sorry, you're not getting a rose tonight. And he's like, wait, right. what's just happened? Mm-hmm. You know? So um, I think it was right for both of them. And I feel like he was very understanding as much as it hurt. Like he kind of just, you know, you, I mean, he said, I understand. Yeah. He knows at the end of the day, what this is and that she has to kind of, prioritize different relationships and really compartmentalize what ones you know kind of like what box each relationship goes in and she said it herself and and i love that she had the time to have this conversation as you were just saying it wasn't just oh i'm not going to give you a rose and send you home yeah she actually had time to sit with him and explain things as much as she possibly could and as as shocking as it is i mean at the end of the day, he probably knew what he was getting into and that there is only going to be one person at the end of this. And if it's not him, like no one wants, I think, to be let on. Um, but yeah. it, it was really hard. Like, I think one of the last things he said was, am I really that bad of a kisser? Because she, I know my heart broke when he said I that. Know, which is so sad because, you know, you <sighs> go, as we both can attest to, you go through this process and you do have stronger feelings for somebody. And sometimes... You can't even describe why. It's what just it is, you have yeah. to go off the feeling. Like men can be perfect on paper and you can say, this is the list that I want in a partner. I want him to be X, Y, Z. But if there's that like chemistry and that passion or just 
that feeling that's missing, you can't force something. And that's you can't. And you can't make it up either. And you can't right. expect for it just to come out of nowhere. Like, oh, I'm just going to keep going and see mm-hmm. if it keeps coming out. Like, that's when you're like setting yourself up, mm-hmm. you know, for failure in a way. Because yeah. that just doesn't come out of mm-hmm. thin air, mm-hmm. you know? And and that's, I think, the tough part is Katie didn't necessarily have that. And it sounds like Connor did. And so he was just like, where's the disconnect? What's going on here? Which it's a struggle. I mean, we've all been through it. Mm-hmm. as leads and i think probably just a normal life too dating like we've all either been that person we've been connor and we've been katie and so it's just yeah. as you said you can't force it um but i will say this you can t- i can tell that yeah. the show and i will just say the producers and the men loved connor because they allowed him to go back and say goodbye to everybody and that never happens and so i'm That's like they so funny. they love this man they love him but I wonder, okay, so I wonder if it's a producer thing, but also I think it does make a huge difference that we are on one single property the entire time, um, as opposed to like being like traveling and whatnot. Um, but they've never, but, I don't think they've ever allowed anyone to do that. They usually just take the bags and they're gone. No, no, no. They have. I don't remember <laughs> the name though. It has happened in the past one, one other time. But yes, I, I agree with you. I think that they probably really, really, I don't know. Connor's a likable guy. I'm telling yeah. you right now. I, I've, I've liked him since day one. So I think that, yeah, you're probably right. Well, that's they just what- wanted him to say goodbye to the guys. I think that this hadn't happened yet on a date to where someone actually went home. And it was really new concept to the guys mm-hmm. um, that you can actually go home even on a one-on-one. So I think that he kind of was sent in to also just like let them know like, hey, we had a connection and guess what? I still went home. Mm-hmm. To make so it just kind of shake it up. Mm-hmm. It's really hit the guys hard, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because when you're saying this is the week where it starts to get tough. At the beginning, it's tough for the lead because you don't quite know what you're getting into. It's uncomfortable. There's a lot of pressure. Then you get into this yeah. phase in a couple of weeks where it's more fun. You start to loosen up. You get to know the men and their personalities. And it's like a little bit lighter, more easygoing, if you will. And then yeah. there's always the switch halfway through. And this is what I was warned about. There's always the point where all of a sudden you're like, oh no shit this <laughs> yeah. is getting real and i actually now yeah. need to really like hunker down in my head and my heart to figure out like what's gonna be best for me in the long run like what's actually gonna work outside of this so well yeah as fun as it is making out with 10 guys or 15 guys and dating them all it doesn't last forever it doesn't as much as i would love it as too, much as you would love for it um, it's actually really difficult yeah it's it is i don't want to complain it's not as easy as it looks sometimes people but um i think we just gotta oh. get into it we have the man of the hour here with us justin welcome to bachelor happy hour how have you been now that the season is filmed it's airing how's everything going for you yeah it's been uh it's been a roller coaster for sure you know getting back <laughs> trying to adjust to a normal life. I guess I was a little bit naive thinking that that would be a seamless process, but it hasn't been uh, in a multitude of ways, but it's, it's been fun. You know, it's had its challenges. Um, you know, I've never really liked the sound of my own voice, let alone seeing myself on TV. So that's been interesting yeah. every Monday having to hear and watch myself, but um, you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's been good, you know, just watching everything back, kind of reliving the memories and, you know, you remember exactly where you were at you know, certain points in time and the connections and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's weird going to the gym and, and people, you know, notice you in the grocery store where I'm completely like, 
zoned out and somebody comes up and taps me i'm like guys i'm just a regular person you <laughs> do know? i know so, you <laughs> yeah, just touch my avocados you know um if people want to like take a picture so it's um yeah it's, it's been it's been interesting i love how you just say touching the avocados you I know. Feel for the likeness. <laughs> oh um, my god we know um yeah. <laughs> okay before we we get into everything with the show and all of the fun stuff and ripe avocados we got to address something, okay? We're just going to do it at the top of the episode to get it out there because I think for so long, oftentimes, it's easier to run from certain things and it's easier to kind of just brush things under the rug and not address them. But within this past week, some tweets have surfaced that you had posted about, I would say, a decade ago, um, kind of bashing the LBGT community and just not great things that that you know 20 or not 26 16 year old justin had put out into the universe and so i'm a big believer in i don't believe in cancel culture i believe that to actually learn and grow and make a change in this world and just in any interaction we have with people you can't just cancel somebody like i i want to give people the benefit of the doubt and so i wanted to come here at the top of happy hour just to let you kind of address those tweets that came out the mindset you were in at that point versus now um and then we can just get into it no i i definitely appreciate that and i appreciate the opportunity to to be here and and be able to to speak on you know some unfortunate things that have resurfaced um, you know, it's interesting as I, you know, reflect on everything that I just went through with this whole journey, you know, oftentimes people ask me, you know, what I took from it. And one of the things, one of the biggest takeaways for me was just my, my personal growth. And one of those things, you know, is being able to hold myself accountable, which is something that historically I wasn't able to do. And so, you know, I, I, I have no issue with, you know, owning up and, and apologizing from the bottom of my heart for, you know, the... Um, the really hurtful words that I used um, back in 2009 or 2011, you know, um, you know, the last thing that I want to do is, is run from it. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not who I am. I, you know, and I just want to kind of speak from the heart and, and hopefully people will kind of get an understanding of where I was then and where I, versus where I am now. And so, you know, when I look back at, you know, 14 year old Justin, right. And I was in high school and quite frankly, I was the type of person, you know, who, <laughs> who for whatever reason felt the need to to fit in and cool and say funny things and kind of keep up with, you know, what my peers were were doing and saying, right? To to get a laugh or, you know, and, and whatever, for whatever reason. And, you know, the, the folks that I had associated with at, at the you know, would throw around, you know, really hurtful slurs that at the time I didn't really think anything of, right? And, you know, the last thing that I want is for people to to defend me and say, oh, it was 10, 12 years ago, you know, it's different, right? It's what I said was ignorant and hurtful then. It's ignorant and hurtful now. I don't care if it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? No matter how long it was, um, mm-hmm. those words shouldn't have come out of my mouth. And so, you know, I'm, I'm obviously in a much different place now, you know, over a decade later as a 27-year-old, as and I can look back and I'm obviously in, embarrassed and ashamed of the words that I use, you know, in any context, they shouldn't have come out of my mouth or on Twitter or, or whatever, right? They're, they're hurtful. And over those years, you know, I know as I've matured and evolved and grown as a person, you know, I'm a totally different version of Justin than I was now, right? And I know that those words would never come out of my mouth because I know that the weight that they carry, no matter what context they're used in. And I understand how much allyship and support those 
groups that I offended me, right? And it's and it's for those reasons that over the years, you know, I've in present state, you know, I volunteer with several, you know, community organizations that are allies for LGBT com- communities, diversity and inclusion, you know, advocation for for women in the workplace, you know, and um, you know, this is a kind of a wake up call to to let me know that I need to continue to put that work in and continue to devote my time to these groups that need the allyship and they need the support. Um, yeah, because because words can be hurtful, and mm-hmm. you know it's unfortunately I think you know, ten twelve years ago, whenever it was, you know, my my underdeveloped brain, you know, wasn't thinking, you know, how can these words, um, you know, hurt people, you know, later on in life, you know, if they were to ever resurface, and yeah, so you know, like I said, I I'm I'm not making any excuses. Um, I need to be fully held accountable for for my actions and for my words, and I fully understand that, and I just want people to know that. 14 year old Justin, um, you know, I've, I've changed immensely since then. And, and I'm fully aware of the weight that my words carried and, um, and that we all need to continue to put in work. Yeah. I mean, I was telling Tasha before we had you on, I remember being, I remember exactly where I was seventh grade. I was what, 13 to 14. I was in a choir class and one of my best friends, I'm not going to say her name on here, but one of my friends in seventh grade, um, I don't even remember exactly what we were talking about, but it came out of her mouth to describe something. And she said, that's so gay. And my sister was sitting next to us and she's like, why would you say that? Like, why would you use that phrase to describe whatever we're talking about? And at that age, I think kids are young. They don't fully know. They don't fully understand. It's just you kind of go with the times and say stupid shit. Like we've all done that. But now looking back, I was just like, thank God my sister was a little bit older and could call me out at, you know, call us out at such a young age and say, like, whatever you're trying to describe right now or say isn't that. And, and you know, right. you, we just and Tasha and I have talked about this on the podcast many times, like words do carry so much weight, especially mm-hmm. now in this position where you have a larger platform and people of all ages are seeing you and hearing you. So. I mean, I, I'm glad that you can take this time and have this platform to address it, but I'm also glad that it sounds like you've already taken steps to be more immersed in the community and more inclusive within the community. It's not something that I think very often we see people being called out and held accountable for certain things. And then it's like, okay, but now what do you do? Um, right. And, um, and this is one thing actually Amber's on here too, but, um, one thing that I, I do want to call out is like when we're saying, you know, certain things like more importantly, using the term gay, it's not a bad thing and it shouldn't be used as something to suggest something terrible. Same with like, yeah. you know, there's so so many words we can get into, but um, I think it's good to have these conversations and keep this dialogue going to realize like things that get a bad connotation aren't necessarily bad. And that's where our mindsets need to shift. Um yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you is because, you know, Twitter, I think Twitter when you were younger is vastly different than what it is now as adults. We just use it as a different Mm -hmm. tool. Um, So at any point when you were casted on The Bachelorette or, you know, even after airing, did it ever cross your mind that these tweets would resurface? Was it something that you ever thought about? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you asked. Um, (laughs) You know, after going through casting and everything, you know, the way my parents raised me was to always be conscious of, of what you put out into the universe, what you put out 
on the internet because, you know, it can always follow you, right? And so after going through this, you know, I thought, you know, hey, has, has there been anything that I've said? And, you know, I went through, you know, my platforms and, you know, on my Instagram, like I never curse and I, you know, I barely touch Facebook. I'm like, if anything, I need to just weed out some friends that I've got on here from, you know, eighth, you know, I, mean? you know I didn't think anything yeah. of any posts and on Twitter. I mean, in, in Twitter, it was, I feel like it was such a new thing when I was in high school that clearly my, my Twitter fingers, you know, went wild and said some things that, you know, but, you know, there was a, a, a few years in between up until like last week when I put out a tweet, you know, from my faces and I was like, I don't know who works faster, you know, Twitter or the on my face. But up until that point, you know, I really, I really hadn't been a heavy Twitter user. So it didn't dawn on me like, Hey, let me go back and see, because and, and maybe it was giving myself too much credit because I know the type of person that I am now who would never right. utter those words, right? And, and Becca, to, to your point, and it's funny you mentioned, uh, you know, I was out not too long ago and somebody said as a reaction, oh, that's so gay. And I literally, I was like, people still say it. Why are you saying that people still say yeah. that? You know, so that's my mindset now. And it didn't cross my mind to think, hey, Justin, you were an immature, you know, insensitive teenager at one point in your life. Go back and make sure that that aligns with the person that you are today. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that I should have done and 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 did it. Mm-hmm. In that moment when that happened, I mean, because it sounds like it was pretty recent. Did you feel comfortable calling that person out and saying, "Okay, what are oh, you I trying did. to actually say here?" And okay, okay, and oh, that's I what I think is so important is to be able to have those conversations with people that you're yes close to, but also that you're not close to because nothing's yeah. going to change if we're never held accountable in that regard. Yeah, I mean, it's you know and. <laughs> And, you know, aside from just wanting to hold myself accountable, it truly hurts me that I've hurt these communities because, you know, like I just told you with, there's so many instances where, you know, I'm around people who can be so insensitive and I, you know, I consciously try to call those people out and, and say, why are you saying this? What do you, what do you, what message are you actually trying to get across? Let's find a different way to, to say that. Right. And, you know, I've got um, friends that identify in the LGBT community and, you know, it, it, it breaks my heart. One of them, um, I won't say his name, but, you know, he'll go around and say, gay blank. And I said, no, no, your name is, your name is this. You know, we're not going to go around saying, hey, it's gay so-and-so, you know. It's, yeah. That doesn't, you know, I, I feel like people in that community sometimes, and, and as a black man, I can relate because sometimes you, you build these calluses and you're so used to the microaggressions that, perhaps as a coping mechanism, you, you just accept it, right. To, to fit in and, and not make people feel uncomfortable. And, and that hurts me, right. Because people in these underrepresented and, you know, um, communities that, that, you know, it, it can be that way. They need the support. They need the allyship, which is kind of what's driven me to be a part of these community groups that, that I devote time to. And, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> embarrassed that 14 year old Justin, who didn't have that mindset, you know, Mm-hmm. I th- I think if there's anything that we've learned in the past, well, for sure the past year, but even beyond that, it's it's okay to get uncomfortable. It's okay to have those conversations and that dialogue yeah. because without it, we're not going to see any change or growth or acceptance. And um, I'm again, I'm glad that you're able to recognize that and to be able to share your side of things because I think it's an unfortunate reality that a lot of people have been in your position have dealt with things that you, you know, have, you know, have, have probably said similar things. Um, 
but you can recognize where where the error of your ways was and and where we move on from this um and the last thing i do want to say too is uh, you know this is such a heavy deep conversation that like i could sit here for hours and, and talk and get into it um obviously our podcast is about the show as well so we will get into that but the last thing i will say is for anyone out there um who is offended or um anything like anything who who has seen these tweets and felt some sort of emotion um being gay is beautiful and it should be celebrated being trans is beautiful and it should be celebrated and what's great about the episode that we just watched last night is it includes parts of the the lgbtq community you know we saw franco host your date justin and we saw two incredible drag queens come and host a date and for me as a viewer that's what we need to be seeing more of we need to be including all walks of life everyone not just you know this straight heterosexual relationship um and so that's why i'm glad that we can actually have you on this week for this podcast this episode because of what we saw last night um so thank you i know it probably you probably got out and you're like this is gonna be a tough one but um no no i no i'm not just saying it i i genuinely appreciate the opportunity because to your point i I mean (laughs) i firmly believe we we should celebrate our differences um Mm -hmm. you know being gay is beautiful being black is beautiful you know you know, everyone should be loved and treated with equality. And, and I firmly believe that. And so, you know, again, from, from my heart, I'm, I'm truly remorseful for the mm-hmm. words that I used, you know, back then. And I can assure everyone, uh, you know, anyone who was offended or uh, I can assure you that, you know, um, I hear you, I see you, you know, I'm, I'm with you and I'm to devote my time and energy to um, sticking up for what's right. So. Loud for the people in back. Celebrate the queer culture. Wait, this one thing with that though. Like, I also think it's important. Like, I think it's great that we did bring it up to you because we love you as a person. And I feel like that's what people should do. I love that you were saying that you are educating other people to like, hey, that's not the word you want to use. And like us being able to talk to you about it only educates more people mm-hmm. and tells people, you know, we're way better than this. Let's do better. Well, and it's it's not to tear anybody down. It's more of like, we love you. And we could be your friends and like, let's fix well, this. And we you celebrate know? you and we support you. And that's all yeah. about what, that's what allyship is about. It's, and that's why I say when I, when we first brought you on, I hate the cancel culture because if you just totally mm-hmm. cancel somebody and don't allow any sort of dialogue, what's going to happen with that? It's yeah, just going to, we're exactly. just going to keep perpetuating the same cycle. And so, you know, granted, this is to educate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a start. It's, this isn't a conversation that's one and done and we move on it's something that i'm sure will be brought up hopefully again and again and um and that's that's what life is you have to get uncomfortable at times you have to have conversations like this um so justin thank you for that um i guess with that it's a perfect segue into your date obviously we saw you have your first one-on-one with Katie yesterday. Um, Franco hosted it, who I will say, Franco's one of my is favorites. Everything. I was <laughs> he is everything. I was obsessed with him on your season. I think after your season, somebody asked if I had a crush on anyone. And I was like, yeah, Franco. I love Franco. He Franco, was like my number obviously. one. Um, so, how, Justin, how was that meeting Franco? You know, And the first thing we saw you do is you said, I'm a hugger. And you hug him. And you guys embrace and have yeah. this moment. But um yeah how was that one-on-one for you uh it was it was incredible and so you know the episode before i got my first taste of, of franco and the basketball date 
Uh, right. Sorry, Michael A. Once again, Jello and Bengay is is on the way once again. But um, no, Bengay. I got my first. <laughs> I got my. I got my first taste of Franco from the basketball day. And so when I turned the corner with Katie and saw him again, I was like, let's go. You know, he's in a sequence outfit mm-hmm. full of vibrant energy, Love uh, him. you know, gave him a, a big hug. And I was like, whatever we're doing, it's, it's going to be a fun day. So um, I was I was definitely happy to see him. It was I will say, though, it was a really awkward date. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm glad you kind of brought it up because I even like, I even had a wedding date on my season and yours was like very intense. Like you had to write vows. But like also there wasn't an officiant. I thought Franco was going to come and officiate. You literally just had to stand up there and just say your vows with Katie and be like, okay, do I read first? And then yeah, like what's happened? Do we kiss now? Like what's going on? It was, it was wild. So literally I turned the corner and I was like, Sacentation date. I'm like, okay, so I know what we're getting into. I literally, I was like, sacentation date. And then, so, so we, Franco greets us and he's like, you know, um, you two, I see the chemistry, you're a beautiful couple. It's time to see if this can work. And he's like, you're going to be writing your vows. And I'm like, he I'm said, like, okay. what? And I'm like, what? I was like, I was like, I don't remember this part. And I was like, I was like, okay, so I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, he's going to give me like 10, 15 minutes. And so he's like, Katie, I'm going to have you step over to the side. So he's talking to me one-on-one. He goes, are you ready? I'm like, ready to what? Like jot some stuff down? And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like no, are you ready? And I was like, ready for what, a five-minute warning? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm like trying to buy some time. And he's like, he's like, no. He's like, I'll give you 30 to 45 seconds, and then you need to go. She's waiting over there for you. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, uh, it's go time, right? And I'm like, listen, like, I'm like, block out the cameras, block out the fact that millions of people are going to see this, hopefully not bosh proposal. I'm like, it's my first time doing this, like, have some <laughs> grace. So I go over and I just, I mean, I blacked out. I could not tell you, you know, watching watch back, I'm just like, I, I couldn't tell you what I said in the moment. I love uh, it. But she said yes, so I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> so you did well. Listen. I thought it was beautiful, though. What is, okay, is one of your top love languages right. words of affirmation? Yes, it's one. Yes. Okay, so I mm-hmm. words of affirmation is not for me. I would have mm. failed this date so miserably. It would have been terrible. You did great though. I honestly thought your the I vows think you did really well. You did. I will say, I think your vows are better than Thank Katie's. You. Really? So it's. Mm-hmm. Funny. I actually I have to agree with that. Call, really? Mm-hmm. I yeah. That. No, I. So she, I will say she she caught me off guard with with her. She she brought it as well. Um, and we we joked about it kind of afterwards. And we were like, you know how awkward this date could have potentially been like quick, like it could have gotten yeah. awkward and gone downhill <laughs> fast. So I'm glad that we had, you know, obviously you take a one on one whenever you can get it right. But kind of like the way things played out in my head, I'm like, all right, like I wouldn't mind getting it just around this time. Because we had already built, you know, a foundation through our, you know, chats at cocktail parties, rose ceremonies, and, you know, we were comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. So a date yeah. like this, we're like, you got to be comfortable with each other or it's going to, you be know. very awkward. Oh, terrible. So. Well, yeah, it could have been very awkward, but also it's probably one of the first moments that we actually saw you open up a bit more and be mm-hmm. more, more vulnerable than what we've seen. So mm-hmm. what was that like for you? Was it? You know, I know that you just said you kind of had to get rid of the cameras and, and you know, block out what was going on around you. But how was that, you know, knowing that you kind of have to open up more and give more of your heart now to this woman with millions of people watching this one day? Yeah. yeah so, you know, 
one of the other major takeaways from this whole experience is just the ability that I've developed to just push myself beyond boundaries that I thought existed previously. And, you know, literally going through this with no regrets, no hesitation. And, you know, Katie and I had, we had already established that, that banter and that humorous side, right? And I was like, okay, I'm not going to take this as a joke and just, you know, be funny. Like I, I want to show her that I can be mm-hmm. serious and vulnerable. And I was literally picturing like what, what this could potentially be like, you know, one day. Right. And so I wanted to show her, you know, how serious it was to me. And that's what kind of drove me to just say, you know, like, F it, let's, let's do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not holding back. I'm going to give it my all. And if I fall on my face, I fall on my face, but mm-hmm. at least I didn't know I was trying to get hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of just the mindset that I had going into it. Mm-hmm. I have to say your reaction when you saw Katie, like when you turned around, and you saw her like my heart, I like clenched my chest like, in oh the wedding dress God. that moment. You yes. Mean, mm-hmm. When you saw her for the first time, like, you can just tell like you were really putting yourself in that moment and trying to be very present. And I just, what was going through your mind when you saw her? Yeah. So along the lines of like blocking out all the cameras and really being present in that moment and mm-hmm. Somehow I was, I was able to just like lock in and forget that I'm on a one-on-one date. Right. I'm like, put yourself in this moment. Like this is real. And your wife is walking down the aisle and like my heart was literally racing. I'm like, Oh, this is what it's going to feel like like on my (laughs) wedding day. Right. I'm like, I'm like, just relax. Like it's a one-on-one. I'm like, no, it's not. You're like, yes, it is. No, it's not. I know I'm like fighting with myself. Like it's just a date. I'm like, no, it's not. It's more than that. And so I turn around and I see her and she's gorgeous, right? So I'm just like, damn, like, it's, it's hitting me, right? And I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I'm really there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, like you said, she, she walked in. I'm like, wait, and I'm like, is, is somebody, like, going to come up and, like, lead us through this? And I'm like, you go first, I go first. And it's like, okay, like uh, you may not kiss the bride. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Like, I'm like, putting multiple hats on here, so. That yeah. was my favorite part is you guys, when I say it was awkward, it's because you you were kind of just like winging it but you you were both officiating your own mm-hmm. faux wedding and yeah. no you're like okay this comes next we we say i do and then now you can kiss the bride and it's just it right, right. It, it was funny it, it, you made it your own um and going back to the whole vows when i say katie's were incredible too so when she is now they were they were when, they were and and i feel like she really tailored them to you justin like she you know talked about you as an artist and painting this canvas of your life. So when you heard her say these words, what was going through your mind and your heart? Did you kind of fall for her a little bit more in those moments? A hundred percent, you know, as she's going through them, you know, like you said, she, I can tell she told them to me. And in that moment, I'm like, wow, like this woman is really listening to me when we talk and she's really processing what I'm telling her. And, and I mean something to her because you know, we've got, what, 12 other guys at this point that she's, right. you know, dating and, and having conversations with. And I'm like, for her to remember these these little things about me and incorporate them in our vows, like, that went a long way for me because, you know, I, I've talked to her about how important, you know, being thoughtful and attentive and, and how detail-oriented I am as a person. So to see her reciprocate that and show me that she hears me as well, I was like, okay, you know, I this, this, you know, this is special. And, and I mean something to her. I'm not just, you know, a, a number, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just generic, you know? Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was a great feeling for sure. Yeah. I will say sometimes those dates, I mean, as much as people love 
the adventurous dates and the excitement that comes with certain bachelor bachelorette dates dates like this especially in this moment you know kind of halfway through the process as men are going home and like real relationships are starting to form are so important where you can just yeah there's not a lot of hype around it but it's just you two solely focus on each other and exchanging beautiful words and yes it's kind of weird that you're getting married right now but um those are the dates that i remember being the most special where i remember leaving those dates being like okay i actually feel it with this person or i could see a future with this person because of how they opened up and just you know it's just solely you're just zoned in on on that one specific person it's just more calm and chill a hundred percent and you know that I didn't I didn't view it so much as like oh my god we're at a faux wedding this is weird right I took it for what <laughs> it was and kind of like right. peeled back the surface level layers you know to your point saying okay is there something substantial actually here right because mm-hmm. I feel like that was such a high risk high reward date you know that was going to let yeah. us know either way whether we had it or we didn't mm-hmm. and it uncovered you know those layers of like okay can we be vulnerable with each other right we, you know you mm-hmm. saw we, we had fun with it we were vulnerable like we covered every facet of what I was looking for. And that was really the moment I was like, okay, like we've got something here, Mm -hmm. you know, because leading up into that, we we had touched on, you know, some more serious topics and we obviously had a lot of fun with each other. But when you, when you drop us in a, you know, in a scenario like that, it's like, you can't run from it. It, It's either going to work or it's not. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it went amazing. That's what you're going to go home to every day. Like that's, you want to see if there is something like real there and the connection you guys were definitely able to I don't know just again be more vulnerable and that really allowed her to tell you a really powerful story about her father later that night at dinner Mm -hmm. and um how much did that mean to you for her to be able to be that vulnerable and open about something so intimate really yeah it, it meant the world to me because you know I historically had been a person who would really internalize everything and not really Mm -hmm. look to you know, let my feelings out and express, you know, how I'm feeling and, and talk about hard topics. You know, I'm just, I was a person that always tried to figure stuff out on my own. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I don't need it. And I had all in relationships. I, you know, had always served as like that emotional support. Right. And I'm like, you know, like I got to be the strong one. I'm not going to put this burden on you. And so I, I had struggled with that with, with us for a while. Right. And so to see her open up and share something, you know, so instrumental in her life, you know, I was like, okay, she, she trusts me, you know, this is, mm-hmm. you wouldn't just open up to somebody about that if you didn't trust them. Mm-hmm. And that right. means the world to me, because if you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody, trust is a major pillar <laughs> in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, you know, along the journey, she, there, there was a number of ways in, in which Katie had, you know, this innate ability to make you want to open up and, and trust her and be vulnerable. But that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, like, I really don't need to hold back now. Um, you know, this this trust can go both ways, and I want to show you that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I mean, that was a major, major... I mean, you know, Katie has been open about her father passing away, but that was a major, I think, moment in her life that definitely shaped her. And, I mean, just trying to put myself in her position, if I didn't feel comfortable with somebody... I would not have shared that story. I would have mm-hmm. waited for somebody that I could have opened up to. So I think it's a testament to what you guys shared earlier in the day to get her to that point. Um, and mm-hmm. it was a really beautiful thing. And I think the way that you just supported her was incredible too. And I, I'm excited to see 
where this goes now because really up until this point we haven't seen a ton of you i'd say um and so i mean what we have but not to a large extent okay let's see me you haven't heard we have seen you that's literally what it is okay we have to get into that too because we've seen so many memes of you that are blowing up with your iconic facial expressions so did you ever realize before going on the show like how you react how expressive you are how you react to certain things So yes and no. So my whole <laughs> life growing up, I've been told, like, you're so expressive. Like, you make the craziest faces, like, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, oh, like, okay, sure. Like, what, I've got major whatever. control over my eyebrows? Thanks. Like, whatever, right? Yeah. It's like, and people are like, no, seriously, like, you're so, like, going back to, like, middle school, you know, like, somebody would make a show. <laughs> like, I, you know, people would always turn to me and be like, we know you're going to do something. Like, we know your face is going to give it away. And I'm like, guys, like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just like. I'm just reacting. Everyone does that, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I saw myself on screen, I'm like, oh, you look crazy. <laughs> like, they weren't lying. Like, they weren't lying. And there's times where, like, I mean, I knew, I knew, like, you know, drama and stuff. I was like, okay, like, knowing me, like, I probably reacted to it. But there's been some times where the camera flashed to me. I'm like, what was I, like, what was I doing? What was going through my head? Like, what was, like, what I love it. I, and, like, I'll sit back and literally, like, try to contort my face and remake those faces and i can't do it mm-hmm. it's like such an in the moment thing <laughs> mm-hmm. and i can't control it and I, you know i'm just you know i'm i'm a gemini i'm I, maybe i'm just part of being super you know the dual personality yeah. you probably just you don't even realize i think you're doing it in the moment too because that's just like your actual thought you're like this guy and like mm-hmm. you just do like these crazy things you don't even understand i was on my phone probably for 15 20 minutes the other night just laughing at your facial expressions because they are so hilarious. Like, I don't know. I, oh, I, I yeah, wish I, I was a little bit more expressive like that. I literally, like, I mean, yeah, the <clears> eye roll <throat> and stuff like that, it's like how I'm thinking, but I don't realize that I'm like showing y'all how I'm feeling too. Yeah. Like, I try, I, I tried to stay out of a lot of the drama. I'm like, I'm going to just sit back here and sit my tea. And <laughs> honey, you I'm are the drama. Reality. No, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's always the best. Mis- I'm like, he said, what? There's always <laughs> one person each season that it's kind of is more removed from all of the actual craziness, but when they just pan to you, it. it's like, we always, we always see the narrator. We need, somebody with the with the expressions mm-hmm. i get sent them left and right and left and right i'm like guys I oh know. i'm sure you do I know. <laughs> I, that's so good. i'm sure you do and i feel like your gifts are going to be used for a very long time mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. Yeah. keeps on giving um <laughs> yeah no justin this has been absolutely incredible i mean i know that this wasn't the easiest conversation to get into but we're so glad that you were able to join us today and not only talk about the show but talk about some actual real life stuff that needed to be addressed so um we can let you go because i'm sure you're a busy man but before we have you go uh we ask all of our guests this that go through the show so far up until this point what has been your rose and what has been your thorn of katie season truly like my biggest rose has been my personal growth in Mm -hmm. a multitude of ways in terms of you know, holding myself accountable, you know, knowing that, I, you know, I don't have to be perfect all the time. I'm a human. I make mistakes and it's okay. It's, it's, it's a matter of how you respond to those errors and, and what you do going forward to constantly try to become a better person, the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And so being okay with not being perfect and, and being human, um, mm-hmm. being able to open up and, and have tough conversations, not just, you know, dialogues like this, but 
you know, with, you know, my family and friends and things that I just, you know, said I, I would be, I would internalize so much, you know, and just kind of breaking free of all of those things that I didn't realize were holding back before, uh, you know, that, that freed me throughout this whole process. That's, that's by far been my, my biggest rose. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have like a one B rose, it's the, uh, it's, it's the friendships with some of these guys. I mean, I went into this, um, it was like the typical, I'm not here to make friends. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah, and like, you always I, I really had no idea what the group of guys was going to be like. Um, I was really worried. I, I definitely mm-hmm. had that, that major sense of trepidation thinking that it was going to be a bunch of alphas who were just, you know, going to be not nice guys. Right. But it, it couldn't be farther from the truth. You know, uh, my guy, you know, Greg, Andrew S, Michael A, Mike P, like those, those are my guys. And I've learned so much from each and every one of them. And I love the way that we support each other. We're there for each other. And it, it, I, I can go on and on about the group of guys that are, that are in that house. Um, and, and I have, I have brothers for life through this experience and I'm so appreciative of that. And it's something that I did not expect uh, mm-hmm. at all. So that's my, that's my one B Rose. I love um, it. Aww. I love that answer. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, and my thorn, sorry, I, I should have an easier answer. For this Don't one. worry about it. I'm really bad at these things too. Like coming up with yeah. all the spots. It can even be Just like, say, uh, the, like not being able to shower and sleep when you wanted. Whatever it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. My, my biggest, okay. Yeah. My biggest thorn throughout the whole process was definitely, (laughs) that's a good one. Definitely like (laughs) the loss of the loss. The whoa, whoa. Oh, oh my God. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, but he's like Bo- actually Bo- having stress. No, oh my God, that is so but funny. No, just like losing all control of like being a normal working human and like getting up when you want. I mean, like you and Caitlin came in, and yeah. the way y'all were beating on those pots and pans. <laughs> I mean, I was like, listen, like, I'm not a morning person. Y'all need to go. And they're, and they're like, they're like, I was, I was shirtless. And they're like, guys, you get to get out there. Like, don't put clothes. And I was like, listen, I'm going to put these Ugg slippers on. I'm going to put these Ugg slippers on. And I'm going to put this hoodie on. And I'll meet y'all in five minutes. Uh, so, so just things like that. Um, not being able to, like, work out regularly and, like, losing sleep and just, you know. It's crazy. It is different. It yeah. Like being, uh, you know, a functioning adult in the real world and then coming to this environment where, I mean, like, let's be honest, it's you're not on your own schedule. You have to adhere to yeah. there's so many people that work on the show to the cruise time schedule, the producers like to Katie's to everything. So it's a it's a different, much, much different environment, I think, than anyone mm-hmm. would ever realize unless you go through it. Um I do want to ask this though. Besides Blake, who really struggled with the what is it? The woo? What do we call it? The woo woo? The whoa 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 whoa. Blake's a different animal. Um, we knew he. <laughs> we knew that was going to be an L from him like that afternoon. Uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to know how you guys know that. He but, like, was only sure. there for a couple of days at this point. L- literally. Yeah, no. Oh my god, I don't want to know this I information. Want to know, I want to know all of the who struggled the most after Blake. So, uh you. No. No, so it's funny <laughs> like I actually like um later on, oh, I don't know, like later on, you know, at Katie's checking in like, you know, how are you guys doing? You guys holding up? And I'm sitting there like 
I'm holding up. And she's like, oh, I don't know if that's like, if I should be offended or not. I'm like, I'm doing it for you. And she's like, but it kind of would have been like flattering if you weren't. So I was like, all right, like, mess that one up. Like, that's like, so like, funny. Lose, yeah. lose, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, nah, I, uh, uh, shout out to my other boy. I, I think, I think Brendan may have struggled a little bit. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. this. I love getting the, the like, Canadians. Love, love them, but the Canadians. It is the is, Canadians. What's in the water up there? The, the water's different out there. I don't know. Thank you so much for coming today. I know it wasn't the easiest conversation to get into, but we thank you for not only joining us, but allowing us to have this dialogue. Um, one more thing before we let you go and, and get out of the podcast is... Um, it's so important for everyone to just continually educate themselves, um, especially on topics that are real and that affect just us as human beings. Um, and so for yeah. anyone who wants to learn more about what affects the queer community and how to be an ally and just resources and to learn more, um, please head to the Trevor project.org. Um, you can learn more there, but also if you ever need more resources too, I'm happy to share some. Um, and Justin sounds like you are a part of some as well. So I'm sure you'll have people reach out to you, um, that we could love if you would share those as well, if, and when they do, but thank you for joining us on bachelor happy hour. I'm sure we will, see you again at some point in this weird bachelor nation world um but yeah it has been a pleasure so thank you thank you both for having me all right take care see you later go have fun touching your avocados (laughs) okay (laughs) justin we thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us on something that is so important with in the community, within our country. We need to keep this dialogue going. And for anyone out there who wants to learn more or to get more resources on how certain things, certain topics, and certain dialogue is affecting the queer community, please head to thetrevorproject.org. Also, we can all be better allies at any point in time. So please head to Mm -hmm. thetrevorproject.org to learn more. Uh, Tasha, I'm very glad that we can have conversations like that that aren't just recaps solely focused on only the show because this is how i think growth is made this is how people's mindsets are shifted it's so important to realize who we were in our past but how we can change and grow and continue uncomfortable conversations to move forward um and Mm -hmm. just push the needle forward in life and so i'm so glad that justin was able to join us today for that absolutely and again like how you said like cancel culture is not something that i've ever been like a fan of and you haven't and that's not what the purpose of holding somebody accountable is it's more so just educating and learning and bettering ourselves but also the people around us and our communities and if that just is you know holding someone accountable having this conversation and being like hey you could do better and this is what it looks like but i'm so happy he is actually immersing himself Mm-hmm. within the community and helping and becoming an ally on his own like mm-hmm. that just goes right there to show you like really what kind of man he is yeah and the fact that we were able to talk about these tweets that he did when he was 14 years old 16 years old um i love that he said that they were wrong then and they still are wrong now and mm-hmm. he wasn't trying to look for any excuses or um he was just trying to say i'm sorry yeah and i yeah. thought it was great And I think so often it's easy for people like playing into the cancel culture. It's easy for people to be reactive and not proactive. Mm -hmm. And 
Mm-hmm. What was great about having Justin on is that he wasn't just called out a couple days ago and now he's like, oh shit, what can I do? He's already been putting in the work before this. He's been doing think, it. Which and and now it's like he he's been doing it, but now he can help others do it too and share because I'm sure people will reach out to him and people will right. still question him. And so for him to be able to already be part of that and to share what he has learned and his resources, I think is so important. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad we were able to have him on because at first, and I will say this, like, I don't like cancel culture, but also I'm no better at times. Like I'll see something or read something and it'll be like, F them. I don't even want to have a conversation. I got so. really defensive at first. I'm like, you're mm-hmm. kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like really? <laughs> I was kind of disappointed, but also at the same time, it's really nice to be able to have a civil conversation with somebody mm-hmm. out of love and yeah, uh, truly just out of respect and trying to learn. Exactly. Exactly. It's so needed. So I'm glad that the three of us could sit down. Hopefully, hopefully, if nothing else, it allows people to take any bit of this conversation and be able to apply it to their life as well. So um, yeah. a huge thank you to Justin, but a huge thank you to all of our incredible happy hour listeners. Thank you guys for hanging out with us once again. Please make sure to hit us up on social if you don't know where to do that. It is at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram and at Batch Nation Pods on both Facebook and Twitter. And as always, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you are listening to our sweet voices right now. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.